My name is Erica Talia McCarthy, and I use gratitude as a cornerstone for attracting everything I want in my life. I am here to show you how to reduce stress, create great habits, and develop a winning mindset that will allow you to create the life of your dreams by planting gratitude seeds and watching your gratitude garden grow. Come on my journey with me as I share what has worked and what has not worked in my life. Let's manifest, change our mindsets, and make this world a better place together. Welcome to the Gratitude First Garden. I am so happy you are here. Hey God, it's me. God, you know, when I first started my business, I was just super excited. I was so happy. I had all of these amazing ideas. But as I'm growing my business, God, and I'm implementing strategies and trying to learn different things and taking all of this action, I'm starting to doubt God. My faith is starting to waver. Can I really do this? Can I really create the business that I have imagined in my mind that I have visualized about? Do I really have what it takes to grow this business and to create such an amazing business? Or am I just fooling myself? God, I would really, really love some guidance here. Thank you so much. Amen. Erica, you must have faith. Unwavering faith. First gardeners, let us take a moment to show a bit of gratitude today. Let us close our eyes and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And in honor of Father's Day today, let us just show a bit of gratitude for all of the wonderful fathers and father figures in our lives. Let us just take a moment to send well wishes and blessings and honor and gratefulness to our fathers and our father figures, our granddads, our uncles, or whoever is a father-like figure, a mentor, maybe a big brother, whoever is a father-like figure in your life. Let's just take a few moments to thank our fathers and express how wonderful they are how amazing how helpful how strong how we love them so much and we're so happy and grateful for them let's just sit in silence for a moment and take some time to reflect
right very good my gratitude first gardeners and even if your father or the father figure in your life is no longer with us we still take a moment to say thank you for their legacy and for their time on this earth so thank you so much to all of my fathers and father-like figures out there we love you and we appreciate you so much and also we appreciate all of the future fathers and fathers to be out there as well okay my gratitude first gardeners we can take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and we can open our eyes and we'll start the show after this short break. first gardeners how are you guys doing today first of all you guys it is father's day happy father's day happy father's day to all of the amazing dads out there the amazing granddads the amazing uncles, the amazing stepdads, wherever you fall on the spectrum, happy Father's Day to you. And you guys, I hope you're having an amazing Father's Day, especially to all of my dads out there. I hope you're getting to do you know, some fun things with your family, or maybe you have some time alone so that you can rest and relax, whatever it is that you enjoy. I hope you are getting to do that today. And thank you to all of the amazing fathers out there. You guys are just wonderful, and we wouldn't be where we are without the men in our lives, right? So thank you, thank you, thank you for just being amazing dads. And yeah, you guys, I just woke up this morning reflecting on the amazing men I have had the honor of having in my life over the years, you know, starting with my grandfather. And he is like, you know, the leader of the family. He's a quiet man. He's a man of few words, but he is definitely a protector. And, you know, when you're around my grandfather, or as we call him, Papa, you know, you know that you're loved, you know that you're protected. And, you know, he's not the guy who's going to say a lot, you know, he's he's quiet, but he is full of love, right? And just full of like protection and strength and power and all of that good stuff. So happy Father's Day to you, Papa. He's all he loves. Um, Western, you guys, do you have like a grandfather who loves Westerns? <laughs> My grandfather loves Westerns. He loves country music, you know, all of that good stuff. So I hope um, you are just having an amazing day, Papa, and just like watching all of the Westerns that you can until your heart is content. <laughs> And then, you guys, I woke up and I said a prayer for my stepdad, who sadly passed away a few years ago. And actually, he passed away five days after my son was born or a day before my birthday. So that was just very, very 
um, that was a very sad time. So it would be three years now since he has passed away. And my stepdad, you guys, he was just full of life. Like he was the guy that when he walked into the room, he lit up the room. He would be the one to go around and talk to everyone, introduce himself. He was sort of like the life of the party. He DJed at my baby shower, you guys. Like he was my DJ um, at our baby shower. He was so amazing. Like he was just such a beautiful soul. And every time I would see him, he would have this huge smile on his face and he would say, Hi, baby. <laughs> he was like a country man, you guys. So he would like draw out all his words and he would give me this huge hug. And bef- right after my son was born, you guys, he read me the most beautiful poem about how wonderful of a mom I'm going to be. This was like literally when I was still in the hospital. And he just read me. It just brought tears to my eyes. It made me cry. And it was one of the most like real, you know, vulnerable conversations we had ever had, you know, because he was asking me, how do I feel about being a mom? And I was just honest with him. You know, it was my my son is my first child. So it was all very new and sort of overwhelming. And he just reassured me that, you know, he knew that I would be a spectacular mom. And he read this amazing poem to me. And I got the poem framed and it's now um, hanging in my son's room. But that was just a couple of days before he um, passed away or transitioned. And I will forever have that memory of him um, reading that beautiful poem to me and our wonderful conversation that we got to have. And he just loved my son. Um, they, My mom and my stepdad were planning on buying, you know, like this huge house with this huge yard. And my son, you know, was just going to run around along with the other grandkids, run around and play in that big backyard. And he already declared that my son was going to be his um, his Falcons baby. He loved the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so he said, you know, my, my son was going to be his Falcons baby. And he was um, buying him all the gear, all of the Falcons gear. They were going to sit down and watch football together because he had two granddaughters, but my son would have been his first grandson. So he was just super excited to finally have a boy. (laughs) And, um, unfortunately, you know, we didn't get to see that part through, but I know he's still here. Um, he watches over us. My mom feels him like I feel him. My my son actually says grandpa every now and then. And I know that he's watching over my son. And he and my mom just had the most beautiful marriage, you guys, the most beautiful relationship. And you can just tell that they were just so in love. They love to travel together. They love to take cruises. That was like their thing. And they just traveled all over the world together. It was just so beautiful. So I thank you so, so, so much. I woke up this morning just thinking about my stepdad and just saying a little prayer for him because he's just such a beautiful, beautiful soul. And then, of course, another (laughs) significant father um, like figure in my life would be my son's dad. And my son's dad, you guys, he's just such a good dad. Like when I look at him, I think to myself, like he was born to be a father because the way that he is with my son is just so beautiful. Like the way he plays with him, he, 
you know, just make sure he's okay. He is very meticulous when it comes to my son and he wants to make sure, you know, he has everything that he needs. He's well taken care of. And when I just look at the two of them play together, like run around the house together and laugh and just, you know, interact with each other, like they are just like, they are literally two peas in a pod. And my son is really like his dad's twin. (laughs) When my son was first born, I was kind of like, man, I did, I carried this baby for nine months. I went through all of these labor pains and the least my son could have done was come out looking just a little bit like me. (laughs) My son does not look like me, you guys. If you see me, Um, you know, just me and my son, people think that my son looks like me, but when they see his dad, they're like, oh, heck no, your child does not look like you. Like that is my son is his dad's twin. Like they are twins. And when people see my son and his dad together, they're like, oh, yep, that's his, that's his baby. (laughs) Like there's like, yeah, there's no denying that that is his twin, you guys. So yes, happy Father's Day to my son's father as well. And, you know, thank you for just being such an amazing dad. And to all of the future fathers out there, like, you know, I know that um, I know some future fathers and I know that some of you listening may be future fathers. So to all of the future fathers out there and all of the other fathers that I know, like my friends who are just amazing dads, I just want to wish you guys a happy, happy, happy Father's Day. And thank you for being such wonderful men in our lives. And even with, you know, blended families, or if your family just looks different from what society says is a traditional family, whatever the father figure in your family dynamic is, I just want to say happy, happy, happy Father's Day to you as well. We love you guys so much. And the men in our families, you guys, the men in our society, they're so important. So just take a moment today and show the men in your life how much you truly love them and honor them and how grateful you are for them. So happy Father's Day. All right, you guys. So we are going to jump into this episode. I am super excited about this, you guys. Like I was praying and meditating on this episode today, and I am super excited about this episode. And I think, you guys, it's really going to help a lot of you out there, especially if your faith around your business is sort of wavering or diminishing Or, you know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, I don't really know if I can do this business. I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if this business is really going to be successful. You know, all of the things that I think about, I don't know if it's going to come true. And you guys, I get it, right? I know that sometimes we wake up and we think about our business, especially if we're just getting it off the ground or if things aren't going exactly as planned. I know it's tough, you guys. It's tough to have that faith. It's tough to like hang in there. And it's tough to really truly believe that your business is going to be successful if you can't see all of the pieces coming together yet or lining up or things happening the way that you planned, right? And faith, you guys, faith is such a strong word. So today we are going to talk about the power of unwavering faith in your business. And unwavering, you guys, is a key word because I truly believe that if you have faith, faith is not like there's no gray areas with faith. Either you have faith that something is going to happen 
or you don't. There is no gray area, in my opinion. It's not like you can say, well, I kind of have faith. You know, to me, that doesn't work. To me, like a kind of is more so like a no, because if you're doubting at all, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not really 100% sure. So that is more so towards the no category. So for me, when I think about faith, it's like I either know, even when times are tough, even when things aren't going the way that I planned, even when I can't see all of the pieces or all of the fruits of my labor coming to pass, like even when I can't see things happening, I know 100, 1000% that my business or whatever it is that you're having faith for today, you know 100% that that thing is going to come true. Either you have faith or you don't have faith. It's black and it's white. Like there's no gray in my book. And so today we're going to talk about faith, you guys, and having faith in your business. And this topic, you guys, actually came about because of a dream I had. And I told you guys before in some of my past episodes that I have these like, how can I describe it? I have like these super vivid dreams. Do you guys ever have like really vivid dreams? You know, like the type of dreams where you're almost like, I feel like this is so real. Like 90% of my dreams, you guys, most of my dreams are like that. Like when I have dreams, they're so colorful, they're real, they're vivid, expansive. It feels like I'm, I'm awake, right? Like I'm literally awake. So I had one of these dreams and actually when I had this dream, it I don't even know if I can really call it a dream because it was in that state, that in-between state where you're dreaming, but you're waking up, you're starting to like slowly wake up and you're between like, you know, that unconscious state and that conscious state of being fully awake. So that is when this sort of, um, I guess I can call it a vision. That's when this vision came to me. And this was a few weeks ago. So I was in this in-between state of of dreaming and waking up. I hadn't like moved, fully moved my body to get up or anything like that. But I was starting to kind of, I guess, open my eyes a little bit, you can say. And as I was starting to open my eyes, like I saw my hand was kind of like open in front of me, sort of like my palm was up. And inside of my hand, I was holding like these silver charms. And you guys know, like, um, let's see, those charm bracelets that you get from like Pandora, um, where you can have a silver, you know, charm bracelet, and then you put like little charms on the bracelet that means something to you. Well, that's what this kind of dream slash vision was, you guys. So as I was waking up, my my palm was open face up and I had these little silver charms in my palm. And one of the charms, you guys, that really stood out to me was a charm of a canoe or a boat, a little teeny tiny silver charm that you would put on a bracelet of a canoe. And the other charms, you know, I kind of looked at them and I sort of immediately knew like symbolically what they meant. I was like, okay, this charm means that, that charm means that. Like I had enough time to really like look at the charms and analyze and, and think about as soon as I saw each of the charms, I knew what it meant. But when I saw that like little boat or canoe charm, I was sort of thinking, I don't know what this means. I don't know what a boat would like signify to me. And then by that time, the charms had disappeared because I started like waking up more. And when I woke up, I wrote down my dream. I, I, 
write down like 99% of my dreams, you guys, because I, I like to look back and reflect on them. And sometimes my dreams, like they literally will come true. So it's like a lot of fun to look back on my dreams and see which ones have like literally come true and like the 3D reality, you know? Um, but I also like to look back on my dreams and think about like, okay, well, symbolically or literally, like, what did this dream mean? So when I wake up, I write down my dreams in as much detail as I can remember. So that's what I did with this dream. I wrote it down. Um, and for, you know, so long, I was thinking like, what does the canoe mean? Like, what does a boat signify? I knew the charms signified something for me, but I just couldn't wrap my head around what a boat would mean. Like I was like, okay, is God telling me to buy a boat or (laughs) like, what does this mean? And so as I was kind of thinking about it more, I let the thought go for a little bit. Like I started getting busy about my day and just, you know, I kind of forgot about the thought. And then you guys, I was reminded of a Bible story of when Peter and Jesus walked on the water. And you guys, to kind of bring this all together, I'm going to sort of like give you a quick rundown of the Bible story. And it's in Matthew 14. If you want to, you know, look at it now or read it later. And you guys, even if you're not Christian, You know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I have several different spiritual and religious beliefs. So Christianity is one of those beliefs that I do feel strongly about. But even if you're not Christian, this story can still resonate with you because I'm going to tie it all into business like at the end of it. But I just want to give you a quick rundown of the story so you understand what I'm saying when I tie it back into business. So if you're not Christian, that's okay because you know, I resonate and I follow different spiritual beliefs as well, but Christianity is one of the beliefs and and this is what I thought about when I was thinking about the canoe. So I just want to share it with you guys. So if we look at Matthew 14, you guys, I'm going to just give you a quick rundown of the story, but you can read it back. You can read it later. And I'm going to give you guys like the 2020 version. (laughs) I'm going to speak it in the language that we talk to talk in today, because like when you're reading the Bible, depending on what version it has, all of the these and thous and the shamps and the, you know, we don't read or talk like that today, you guys. So (laughs) I'm going to give you the updated 2020 version. Okay. So when we turn to Matthew 14, you guys, the story starts off with King Herod and John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, you guys, he was like a really prominent figure back then. He was a prophet. Um, He was like very important. He was sort of, you can kind of picture him as famous, like somebody that you can think of that's famous today. Like people knew who John the Baptist was. And John the Baptist was like um, a prophet that sort of paved the way for Jesus. Like he told the people you know, Jesus is is coming. He told the people about Jesus. And he also baptized the people. And what that means is like washing away their sins. He would baptize them in the river. And John the Baptist is actually the one who baptized Jesus. And some people say that Jesus and John the Baptist were actually also related. So John the Baptist was a very important figure both in Christianity and um, in Jesus's life, okay? Now, John the Baptist, this very important figure, he is in jail. And why would this amazing, important figure be in jail, you might be asking? Well, John the Baptist, and guys, if you don't read the Bible, the Bible is full of such amazing stories, (laughs) like, 
<laughs> they can be like your modern day like um reality TV show or something. But John the Baptist, you guys, is in jail because John the Baptist calls out King Herod. And what King Herod did was King Herod, first of all, he divorced his wife. And then King Herod married his brother's wife. And we all know, you guys, you can't do that. That's not right, right? Like, that's just common sense. Morally, that is not right. You can't divorce your wife and then marry your brother's wife. Like, even today, that's that's not okay, right? <laughs> so John the Baptist called out King Herod. And John the Baptist was basically like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do this. This is unlawful. This is wrong. Like, you can't just divorce your wife and marry your brother's wife. What? Wh who do you think you are? What are you doing, right? And he calls him out. And so, of course, King Herod doesn't like to be called out. Nobody likes to be called out, but definitely a king isn't going to want to be called out. So King Herod doesn't like this, and he imprisons John the Baptist. And eventually, John the Baptist is killed by King Herod, okay? So that's where Matthew 14 starts. Now, John the Baptist, when Jesus actually hears that John the Baptist has died, Jesus, of course, he becomes sad, right? Because he and John the Baptist are like, you know, close. He baptized him. You know, some people say he they were related or they were cousins. So Jesus, you know, wants to grieve in peace. And he tries to find a place of like solitude or a place where he can be by himself so that he can, of course, grieve like anybody would naturally do when they find out someone close to them has died, right? Now, as Jesus is like walking, trying to find some place where he can be alone, the townspeople see him. And the townspeople are like, hey, that's Jesus, right? And they start to follow him. So it would be the equivalent, you guys, of um, like you seeing somebody famous, like somebody famous that you love. If you saw them, you know, like walking down the street, of course, you're going to follow them, right? You're going to try to get their autograph. Maybe you're going to try to take a selfie with them or whatever. So 99% of people would follow someone that they've felt you know, that they love that was super famous. So that's the same thing the townspeople are doing here. They see Jesus and they start to follow him. And even as the townspeople are following him and Jesus is like grieving, Jesus still, you know, heals the sick. The townspeople, some of them would come up to him and say, I'm sick. And he would heal them, right? Because that's just what Jesus does. <laughs> so the disciples, which are kind of like Jesus's like right hand men, right? Um, they come up to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, tell these people to go home, right? It's getting late. They need to eat dinner. Just tell them to leave. So that's what the disciples are saying. And Jesus is like, no, they don't have to leave. If they need to eat dinner, I'll just feed them. So the disciples look at Jesus and they're like, Jesus, how are you going to feed all of these people? We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, right? And by this time, you guys, 5,000 people were like following Jesus by the time all of this um, conversation happens. So of course, like five loaves of bread and two fish, not enough to feed 5,000 people, right? But Jesus being Jesus, <laughs> he lifts his face to heaven and he starts praying and he's able to miraculously feed these 5,000 people. So that is the famous story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Now, after Jesus feeds the 5,000, he then stays behind. He tells the disciples to like get on a boat and head out to sea, right? And then Jesus stays behind so that he can start to like dismiss the townspeople and tell them to go home finally, right? So Jesus dismisses the, the townspeople. The disciples are on the boat heading out to sea. 
And Jesus is like, okay, finally, I can be alone to pray and grieve over John the Baptist. So Jesus, you know, he climbs up a mountain. He wants to be alone. He wants to pray um, and just grieve, right? Then all of a sudden, you guys, a powerful storm comes, right? Like there's these high winds, there's these huge waves. And now remember, the disciples are on a boat and in the middle of the sea. So they're scared, right? So Jesus knows the disciples are afraid and he wants to comfort them. But naturally, Jesus doesn't have a boat. He's on top of this mountain, right? So he starts to climb down on the mountain. He doesn't have a boat. But being Jesus, he (laughs) just says, all right, if I don't have a boat, that's okay. I'm just going to go ahead and walk on this water and walk over to my disciples, right? So the disciples see this like figure walking through, you know, on the water through like the mist and all that. And they're like, oh my God, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. And Peter says, Peter calls out and says, Jesus, if this is really you, tell me to come. And Jesus says, come. So Peter now starts walking on the water too. Now, you guys, as long as Peter keeps his eyes on Jesus, he's doing great. He's walking on the water. He's getting over to Jesus. He's like, wow, I can't believe this. I'm walking on the water. He's looking straight ahead. But Peter starts to do what so many of us do, and he gets distracted, you guys. And then he starts to look left, and he starts to look right, and suddenly he becomes afraid because he remembers how bad the storm is. And as soon as he looks left and right, he begins to sink because he becomes afraid. So Jesus reaches out his hand. He grabs Peter. He pulls him up and he says, Oh, ye of little faith, why do you doubt? Why do you not trust? And Jesus pulls Peter up out of the water, you guys, and basically saves him from sinking. And when I was reminded of this Bible story, you guys, and I thought about the little canoe or the boat charm in my hand, I was like, OMG, that is it. The boat, the canoe is God's way of telling me to have faith. Erica, have faith, right? Don't let your faith waver. Let it be unwavering faith. And symbolically, that is what the canoe means to me. Now, you guys can interpret it any way that you'd like. Maybe you're like, no, Erica, to me, you know, the canoe means this or or to me, you know, that Bible story means that. So the beauty of, you know, these stories and these symbols, you guys, is we can interpret it how we want and we can interpret it to mean something specific for us. So if you want to interpret it another way, go for it. I love that. That's amazing. And, you know, interpret it how it resonates for you. But for me, It's like this huge like light bulb went off in my head when I was reminded of this story of Peter and Jesus walking on the water. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so now I know what the canoe means, the boat. It means it's my signal and my symbol to always have unwavering faith for whatever it is that I am trying to manifest in my life. And I want to tell you guys, have faith. Have faith, you guys, whatever it is that you are trying to manifest, whatever you're trying to call into your reality, please have faith. So whether it's a business today, we're going to relate this episode back to business, but whether it is a business, you guys, whether it is your dream home, whether it's a new career, whether you are trying to manifest the love of your life, it takes unwavering faith, you guys. 
our minds create our reality, right? Our minds create our reality. And just like Peter, as long as Peter, you know, kept his mind straight ahead, kept his mind on Jesus, as long as he knew and had unwavering faith that he could walk on water, Peter walked on the water, you guys, because he didn't doubt. But as soon as Peter started looking left and he started looking right and he's like, oh, crap, I remember now it's storming outside. I'm in the middle of the sea. What am I doing? As as soon as he started looking around and he started panicking, you guys, that is when he started to sink immediately because he lost his faith. And Jesus was basically saying to Peter, Peter, why do you doubt? Why do you not have faith? No matter what is going on around you, you still have to have faith. Peter was walking on the water, you guys. As long as he knew and thought he could walk on the water, he was walking on the water despite the storm, despite the circumstances that were happening around him. He still was making it through. He was being victorious and he was walking on that water. But it's when he started to doubt and his his faith started to waver. That is when he started to sink. And for this episode, you guys, I want to tie this back into business because You know, when we're starting our business, you guys, it kind of goes like this, right? (laughs) Like we're so excited, right? We're so happy when we first get that business idea. It's like a spark. It's like electricity is running through our bodies. We're so happy. And we're like, yeah, I'm going to do this in my business. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to help this many people. I'm going to make this much money by the end of the year. You know, these are, this is what my business setup is going to look like. Eventually, I'm going to hire some, you know, virtual assistants. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And we're like, you know, thinking about these ideas and writing them down and planning things out. And when we're first starting our business and getting it off the ground, we're so excited, you guys. And then we start taking the action, right? And so when we start taking the action, it's like, oh man, this is taking a little longer than I thought it was going to take. Uh-oh, here's a roadblock. Oh no, what am I going to do? This thing didn't go as planned, right? Uh-oh, here's here's another roadblock. Here's a monkey wrench being thrown in my plans. And then as we start to, you know, grow our business and take that action, you guys, something happens and something is always going to happen. Okay. So do not think that, you know, if you're just thinking about starting a business, I am here to tell you that there are going to be setbacks and there will be obstacles. And it's not to, you know, be a Debbie Downer or anything, but it's just realistic. Everything isn't going to go exactly as planned. That's just how it is. Okay. But the key is your mindset, you guys. You have to have faith. And even if, you know, it doesn't look like it, even if on paper, it's like, oh man, Erica, I keep hitting these roadblocks or, you know, there's this setback or that setback. No matter what it looks like around you, you guys, you have to know 1000% that you can grow your business and you can make it the successful, amazing business that you have always dreamed of. And that is the key to having faith, you guys. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see yet, right? It's the things that, you know, even if it looks like chaos is happening all around you, your faith and your unwavering faith says, you know what? There is a lot of chaos happening around me. It's not denying the chaos. You're going to fully acknowledge the chaos and you're going to be like, man, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening around me. And maybe not even in your business, maybe in your personal life, you're experiencing chaos right now. And you're like, yeah, Erica, there's a lot happening around me. But I know a thousand percent that despite everything happening around me, this despite the storm, 
like Peter was experiencing that storm, despite the storm, I know that my business is going to be successful. And that is what Jesus was saying, you guys. Why do you why do you doubt, right? No matter what's happening around you, you still have to have that un wavering faith. And so now when I see like a canoe or a boat, you guys, I'm reminded Erica have unwavering faith for whatever it is that I am trying to manifest. And I'm here to share that message and pass that message on to you guys. Have unwavering faith. And Here's another thing that happens in our business, you guys, or maybe, you know, it's not business. Maybe you're trying to manifest your dream house, you know, the love of your life, a new career, right? A career change, right? Um, Or it could be your business, right? And so what happens, you guys, is we're living in this social media world, right? Like (laughs) everything is on social media. Can you agree? And so what happens is we hop on social media and maybe we're trying to manifest the love of our life, right? And before we were okay, you know, we're single, we have faith, we know that eventually the love of our life is going to appear when the timing is right, right? But then we get on social media and we see that Sally Sue got married yesterday, And we see all of Sally Sue's pictures, her and her amazing husband, right? And how happy they are. We see the cake. (laughs) We see all the wedding guests, right? And then we start to doubt, you guys. And we, we start to, you know, be a little bit envious, right? And we're like, oh, man, Sally Sue just got married. And here I am still single. I haven't even met the person, right? And then, you know, we start to, our faith starts to waver because we took our eyes off of the prize. We started to look left and we started to look right. When it comes to our business, right? We're excited, we're going strong, we're taking action. And we hop on social media and we see that Jenny Jones just had a $20,000 launch, right? And we're like, oh man, you know, I only made $5,000 in my business. How come Jenny Jones got to make $20,000 over a weekend? What's going on? And then our faith starts to waver. We start to doubt, right? Or maybe we're trying to start that amazing career or change careers. And we get on Facebook and we see that, you know, Billy Bob just got promoted, right? And we're like, what? How come Billy Bob gets promoted? And I'm I'm sitting here struggling, trying to figure out what to do with my life, trying to figure out the career. I don't feel like I have enough training. I don't have enough expertise. So we start to doubt ourselves, you guys. And that is, is how we are like Peter. We're like Peter when we start to look left and we start to look right. And we remember the storm or symbolically, the storm can mean, you know, whatever's happening in your life, whatever the chaos is, right? We remember the storm and then we start to sink and sinking symbolically can mean we start to lose faith, right? And if we would just keep our eyes on the prize, keep your mind focused on that business, keep your mind um, focused on that career. Know that you are more than capable of having the dream business. You're more than capable of having the career. You're more than capable of having the love of your life. Know that you're more than capable and it will come to pass, but you have to have tunnel vision. So just like Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, you have to keep your eyes on your vision, on your dream in order for it to manifest. And another thing I would say, you guys, is 
seriously, if social media, if you getting on social media is like triggering you that much, where as you're scrolling, you're becoming, you know, you're starting to doubt yourself or you're starting to feel bad about yourself or you're becoming envious of other people and their accomplishments. If social media is causing those low vibrational energies to happen, you guys, I would strongly suggest in you know for you to consider making some changes when it comes to social media. So maybe you don't need to be on social media as much, right? Maybe you need to um start muting people, right? If you don't want to unfollow them because you feel like that's, you know, not kind or that's kind of mean, you can mute them, you guys, and people won't know that you muted them. And muting them just means that you're no longer able to see their post, right, in your feed, okay? So you can start to mute people, and you can do that straight in your settings, okay? So if people are triggering you that bad, you guys, you have to make some changes because your business success depends on your mindset. We tend to think that, you know, all we need in business is strategy. And, you know, you're like, Erica, you know, no, what I need is strategy. If I had X amount of um, Instagram followers, my business would be successful. If I had X amount of YouTube subscribers, my business would be successful. If I had this many people opening and reading my newsletters every week, my business would be successful. And yeah, you guys, those things are important, right? It's yeah, you definitely need people in order to have a business. Very important. I'm not doubting that at all. But those are not the most important things in your business. It is your mindset, you guys, because there are people with 100,000 followers on Instagram who have not made one cent in their business. So it isn't just, you know, the amount of followers, you guys. It isn't just the amount of news letter subscribers. It isn't the amount of YouTube subscribers. It's not the amount of people watching your TikTok videos. It is your mindset. That is the most important thing in your business. And if you know that despite what it looks like on paper, you know, despite the chaos that's happening, despite the fact that things aren't moving as quickly as you would like them to, despite all of that, if you know a hundred a thousand percent that your business is going to succeed no matter what your business will succeed no doubt about it it is your mindset you create your reality now if you're starting to waver like i said there's no gray area when it comes to faith so if you're starting to say well you know i'm not so sure you know, maybe I don't have enough expertise. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I have to wait another two years to start my business because of this or that. You know, if you're starting to do that, you guys, it, you've already written your own um, basic sentence, right? Like you've already said to God, to the universe, like my business isn't going to be successful, right? And so it won't be, you guys. It's all in your mindset. It's all in the words that you speak. And I did a YouTube video on the power of words, you guys. So it's all in the words that you speak. It's all in your mindset. It's all in, you know, your feelings and how you feel about your business. You know, if you wake up every single morning and you're dreading working on your business, you hate everything that all the tasks that you have to do, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you know, that is not sending the right energy into your business, you guys. So you have to find a way to wake up happy, even if you have to, you know, hire a virtual assistant to give some of those, you know, tasks away. And I'm starting a a membership site, you guys, the Gratitude First Garden membership, and we'll go step by step into how to hire a virtual assistant. And trust me, it's not as expensive as you think it is. You can hire a really, really good 
virtual assistant, even if you have a very, very small budget. And I walk you through how to do that. But you guys, if you are struggling in your business right now and every day you're waking up dreading it, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed out, you're looking left and right at everybody else and how well they're doing and you're starting to doubt yourself, that is a recipe for business failure, you know, and, you know, not to be negative or mean, you guys, but it just is what it is. Your mindset is what will cause your business to succeed or to not succeed, right? And so I just wanted to make this episode, you guys, to explain how important faith is, how critical faith is and to to tie it into a Bible verse so that, you know, we can kind of bring it full circle. And again, that was Matthew 14. If you guys are interested in reading that verse for yourself um, or that story of Peter and Jesus for yourself and coming to your own conclusions. But you guys, I want you to know how amazing you are. You wouldn't have this business idea if it wasn't meant for you. So the fact that you are thinking about starting this business, you're wanting to grow your business, the fact that you have this dream about a career or about meeting the love of your life, you know, the fact that you have all of these amazing things coming into your mind means that it is meant for you. But it's just, you know, that you have to have faith and that you have to believe that it is meant for you as well. And no matter what happens around you, you have to know that you will manifest your dreams. Okay, my loves, that is all I have for you today. I am so grateful for you. And again, happy Father's Day to all of my wonderful fathers out there and all of my future fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. And you guys come and say hi to me. I am on Instagram. I am on YouTube. I am on TikTok. All of them, you can come and find me at Gratitude First. So that's Gratitude1ST. I love to chit chat with you guys. So if you want to talk about this episode, if you want to talk about, you know, anything else business related stuff, if you just want to say hi and tell me how your day is going, I love it, you guys. I love to interact and connect with you. So come and find me at Gratitude First, Gratitude1ST. And you guys, my book, The Creators, is out on Amazon now. So if you are looking for some fun summer reading, you are going to want to grab The Creators. And as my free gift to you, I am giving you the first two chapters of my book for free. So go to gratitude first, gratitude1st.com backslash free the creators, and you can download the first two chapters of my book. And you guys, I am starting a membership site. So If you want to join the waitlist, go to gratitudefirst.com backslash waitlist. We are going to dive really, really deep into all things business, all things mindset, and all things spirituality. So again, go to gratitudefirst.com backslash waitlist. All of these links are going to be in the show notes, you guys. So just view the show notes and you will be on the wait list. And as a member of the wait list, you guys, you're going to get some special freebies just for waitlist members. And you are going to be grandfathered in at a ridiculously low price. And it is going to be the lowest price ever for the Gratitude First Garden membership. So you're going to want to get on the wait list, you guys. Again, that's gratitudefirst.com backslash wait list. And you guys, if this episode or any of the other episodes resonated with you, please leave me a five-star review and a five-star rating. I would so appreciate it, you guys, because that is how other people are able to find out about the Gratitude First podcast. And so that's how we can spread the podcast and let other people plant gratitude seeds and watch their gratitude gardens 
grow as well. So I would appreciate it if you would leave me a quick review. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Just takes a few seconds of your day. And if you can share the Gratitude First podcast with your family and friends, friends. Thank you guys for taking time out of your day to spend it with me. I love spending time with you guys and I'm so forever grateful for you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Here's the thing. I know exactly what you're thinking. I hear you. You have a burning desire to start a business. You eat, you sleep, and you dream about your business idea. But there is one catch. You are stressed out. You are overwhelmed. And if you add one more thing to your plate, you feel like you are going to explode. You're working your nine to five. You have your family that you have to take care of and you barely have time for yourself. So you keep putting your business idea on the back burner. You tell yourself year after year that you're going to start it next year. But then next year comes and nothing happens. You put your business idea on the back burner again. Here's the deal. There's no more time to waste. There's no more time for you to keep putting your business on the back burner. There's no more time for you to keep killing your dreams. I hear you. I've been talking to you one-on-one. I've been having conversations with you in the DMs. And I have been running poll after poll to figure out what exactly you need. What are you struggling with? What are the fears that are holding you back from starting that business you have always dreamed about? You talked and I listened. That is why I am so happy to announce that the Gratitude First Garden waitlist is open. Go to gratitudefirst.com backslash waitlist to get your name on this VIP waitlist right now. I am starting a membership site especially for you. I don't want to see you tell yourself one more year that you're going to start your business and nothing actually happens. I don't want to see you continue to break promises to yourself and to feel bad for not pursuing your dreams. I don't want you to continue to tell yourself that you're too stressed and you're too overwhelmed and you just can't add one more thing to your plate. This membership site was created to eliminate and help you overcome all of those obstacles and so much more. If you are ready to start the business of your dreams, If you are ready to have more time than you could have ever imagined, if you're ready to start being really productive and consistent in your business, you have to join the waitlist right now. Go to Gratitude First, Gratitude 1ST, dot com backslash waitlist and you will be grandfathered in at a special price and this price is going to be the lowest price ever so again go to gratitudefirst.com backslash waitlist and I need your help I need you to tell me 
as we go along in the membership site, what more do you need? I want to make sure I am giving you the best value and I am helping you to provide a transformation unlike anything you have ever seen in your life. So yes, I have created certain parts of this membership already after receiving feedback from you, but I want you to continue to keep the feedback coming so that we can create this membership together as we go. Thank you so much. I love you. And we are going to make this the year that you finally create that business that you have always dreamed about. Join the waitlist now. positive episodes that plant seeds of goodness let's be friends on social come say hi to me on instagram at gratitude first if you resonated with this episode please leave a comment and spread the word about the podcast by telling everyone you know i love you stay blessed and manifest those dreams Have a magnificent day, Gratitude Gardeners.